It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Well, Happy New Year and good morning and welcome into 2022, right? That's it's time right. for Faith and Life to Connect. <laughs> I am Scott and this is Tom and this is the New Year edition of The Session. First week yes. of the new year. Wow. With everything that goes with it. And we will be talking more about some of Tom's favorite things as it relates to the new year when we dig into goal setting later this month. But uh, for today... We're going to talk about something that is hard to talk about. Right. It is a debated topic, and it's one that, well, let's see where you land on it today. We're going to talk about forgiveness. And, well, you're, and I know a lot of people just say, well, Scott, Jesus forgave you, need to forgive. Yeah. Okay, would I, would I, may I submit that it's not always that easy? Right. And that's why you're in business in part. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> because sometimes forgiveness is an issue where people cannot get over that hump to do that. That's true. Yeah. So we're going to dig into this some today. And uh, before we do, we're going to dig into God's Word. Well, and Scott, this was Paul's writings in Ephesians 4, verse 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. And there's some really important elements of the Christian. We should be kind. We should be compassionate to one another. And believe it or not, there are some who would say that forgiveness means, and also down the road here, and then before we're done, we'll talk about healing. Forgiveness and healing should happen. And so we can return to being kind, compassionate to one another. I've always looked at forgiveness, I guess, as a part of the healing process. Right. Uh-huh. As part of that has to happen. So um, I think you're going to expand my horizon a little bit today <laughs> by the time we get done. So let's talk for it. Let's, let's kind of, you made a, you gave us a note here right out of the gate, and we probably need to make this distinction. What is the difference between forgiveness and healing. Well, and it's probably a great place to start, Scott. When we talk about forgiveness, some would call it a decision. It's like a left-brained decision. I choose to forgive. Healing is a whole different process of the emotions associated with what caused the hurt, what caused the trauma, and having and working toward their healing. I think one of the greatest examples of all time was when Jesus was on the cross. And he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. At that moment, he's bleeding horribly. He's being tortured to death. He's been stabbed. He's been whipped. He had a crown of thorns on his head. At that given moment, he didn't heal. He didn't heal 
until he rose again and defeated sin and death for us. But they were two very separate events. There was forgiveness and there was healing. And they took place in very, very separate ways. All right, so let's talk a little bit here about what forgiveness is. Well, Scott, let's start with much more than letting go. It's actually being able to offer something positive, some kind of empathy, compassion, and understanding. And that's, some people are like, what? Yeah, how do you, I'm, I saw offer something positive and I thought, you know what? I'm going to forgive you. That's enough. And in yeah. some cases, maybe that's all. Well, and depending on what's happened, yeah. And so ultimately, that would be a pretty high standard that we would know that we've healed and we've forgiven if we could be compassionate, we could empathize with the person, and we would have some understanding. That is pretty remarkable. Yeah, just to get to that point. Right. Now, there there is a flip side to that, and we're going to we're kind of going to go through what forgiveness is, and if we have time at the end, we're going to talk some more about what forgiveness is not. That's right. Because there are two very distinct things in forgiveness from what I'm gathering as I look over what you've written for us today. <laughs> All right, so so it's more than just letting go, that there's actually a, a conscious decision that's made here. What else is forgiveness? Well, it's also not letting the person off the hook. Forgiveness is not about justice or reconciliation. Justice would be about the circumstances, about the situation. Reconciliation would be about the relationship. However, forgiveness is about you, the person who is offended. And their whole idea of they should feel better. But what typically happens, the lack of forgiveness is hurting yourself because you're mad at something that happened or you're upset with somebody else and ultimately you take it out on yourself because you haven't forgiven. And when you say it that way, it's like, why would I do that to myself? Exactly. And that's probably why I'm in the camp of it might be important to forgive. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's also important to remember too, this is not about letting somebody off the hook. And I, I use this phrase with my youth group all the time. There are consequences for actions. There is. I can forgive you for what you just did to my car. Right. But there are still going to be the consequence of you having to pay to fix that on my car. Exactly. And so the consequence really is important. Letting him off the hook would suggest that it didn't really happen. No, it did happen. It did. And you need to understand there's a consequence for that. And we can forgive. But here's an interesting thought about that whole forgiveness piece is that we don't may not trust them again. We can forgive, we can heal, but I'm not going to trust, as an example, my loved one with someone who hurt them, one of my children. Right. Yeah, I'm not going to trust them with that person who hurt them again. There's a big difference between forgiving somebody and trusting somebody. Yeah. There's a whole nother, that's a whole nother process Right. And that's where we, that's a growth process for us, I guess. Big time. All right. So what else? Forgiveness is what else then? The abuse does not reconcile with the abuser. Now we're talking about more heavy situations here. Right. But yeah, the, this is not saying, well, yeah, you can go over and, and interact with them now if they abused you. The thing that, when we talk about abuse, abusing of children, one of the most powerful things that some of the patients who have sat in my office have said is 
that my parents didn't believe me. You think about that. Well, you let that sink in and the, the level of trust that was destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. And we move n- next to the idea that forgiveness <clears throat> does not affect the injustice being done. Not that it didn't happen. It happened. Right. It's just you're making a conscious choice for how you're going to move forward with it. The relationship may never be the same because of the injustice. There may be legal consequences depending on what it is, but it's still going to be very real. Now, you see this in marriage therapy, I would assume, where one maybe one spouse has been unfaithful to the other, right? and they're both in front of you now, and one has to forgive the other, but that relationship will never be the same. That's true. And the fear of trusting again in that marriage, the fear of it happening again, is, a, is clearly important. Dr. Wardle, in his writings, has talked about the connection, the relationship between fear and hurt feelings. He would say the higher the degree of hurt feelings, the higher the degree of fear. So it really is also a barometer. It's a measurement of how much healing has happened. So would that be one reason why a second marriage is less likely to succeed? Because if they're because of a level of fear, you're afraid to fully trust in that second marriage and therefore, you hold back a little bit, and then there's a full level of trust in, in relationship doesn't develop in the second marriage. Yes, definitely. So what are the mental health benefits? Now, we've, we kind of went through what forgiveness is. So what, what's good about it then if we do? Well, and isn't that interesting? That if we forgive, we are going to have benefits emotionally, physically, mentally, because we have. So... There's reduced anxiety. It's really interesting that anxiety without question will be reduced. There's an interesting self-concept piece here for us. Oh, Scott. Oh, boy. Now you're meddling. (laughs) Scott's got his notebook out. He's starting to take notes here now. Interesting, I saw in research just this week the connection between, in the correlation between low self-concept or self-esteem and a higher level of anxiety. People will present in our office with a high level of anxiety, and there's a correlation between a number of them having a poor self-concept or poor self-esteem. Okay, that make, I guess that makes sense to me. If you don't like yourself much, things are more likely to get you anxious. Yeah, and you have, le- you have fewer tools or, or uh, capabilities or resources to work with them. Okay. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, all right. So it also shows a reduced depression. And so when we talk about this less depression, after all, when we talk about Um, depression in general, depression are feelings that are kept in or turned towards self, which there again is the impact of self-esteem or self-concept. And your relationship with yourself is one of my favorite ways to say it. And people look at me like I got a third eye in the middle of my forehead. What are you talking about, Tom? (laughs) Yeah. We all have a relationship with ourselves. Some are better than others. (laughs) Some are healthier than others. Uh, yes, they are. Some have a lot of room to grow. Yes, they do. But also, what's interesting, if there's a thread of 
this is very real in depression, depressed folks also struggle to forgive because they're hanging on to the feelings that hurt them, that made it difficult in the first place. So with those feelings that are are holding them back, it's paralyzing them. To forgive is very difficult. So we're talking about the the idea that forgiveness can actually produce some good mental health benefits, which frees up a whole bunch of onins and ionins and (laughs) osins and things in your head. So what I'm kind of picking up here, Tom, is that the act of forgiveness, making that conscious choice to do that, will reduce anxiety, reduce depression, do some other stuff we're about to talk about, which will in turn free up things in us that makes us feel better about ourselves. Right. Yeah. You'll have more resources to feel better about yourself and it begins to snowball. Okay. So let's let's build the snowball up with some yeah. a couple other benefits of what? this. Yeah. You have less physical illness if you forgive. So you're telling me all this anxiety spinning around in my head is part of what's making me sick. Well, that's true. And as well as because your defense systems are not working at full strength if they're impacting what's going on and your anxiety is up. Well, you know what? We're talking about cortisol being up. We're talking about dopamine levels being up. We're talking adrenaline, paradrenaline. That all can begin to create issues in your body as well. And you may become more physically ill. There's a link between those things, adrenal crash, some people would call it, and they have serious migraine headaches. I've heard some people call that a stress headache, Mm -hmm. a stress-induced headache or something like that. Right. Okay. All right. The brain is a muscle, and it can cramp. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm not going to. (laughs) Let's just enlighten Scott's world. I'm not going to. Yeah. All right. Now, here's a pretty heavy thing that you've got listed here as a mental health benefit. It reduces the death rate? It does. Yeah, you're going to live longer. Oh, okay. I had to look at that twice too, Scott. Okay, so less stress. Your body doesn't work as hard against itself. Therefore, the body works better, works easier, you live longer. Yeah, and so you're going to have a longer lifespan. How about that? All right. You're going to have increased stress relief because of it. We've always talked about the definition of stress. The body's reaction to what the mind is thinking. Yeah, so if there's not as much reaction necessary you're going to be feeling better and you're going to have more resources for the relief of the stress so when one does come you've got more to work with to help fight it that's right all right so we're talking about forgiveness today on the session and the information we're sharing with you by the way is put together by a couple of folks and this might be a good place to to cover this tom uh by dr toussaint dr worthington and dr williams kind of collected this information and dr worthington's story is an interesting one so unless you're sitting you're sitting listening today and you're going yeah but you don't know my situation right okay let's talk about dr worthington well yeah and it's got what an interesting story it's i can't imagine going through this he worked for years studying and teaching about forgiveness and and helping some of his patients forgive and then someone broke into his mom's house and shot and killed his mom. And he had to work through forgiveness with that. All over again. Yeah. Can you imagine? No. Yeah, how horrible. No, I cannot imagine that happening. So 
the the information we're sharing with you was gained from personal experience and dealing with not just somebody sitting in a library and right looking stuff up yeah. on wikipedia so he can empathize in a way that most of us can't right to be able to do that so wow. forgiveness allows some things here for us it allows us to let go all right you're gonna throw a couple of big words in here all right it, it lets helps us let go of interpersonal stressors <laughs> well in ohio state they taught us those big words scott <laughs> And you got to make that education pay off and use them once in a while. Right. So it's going to impact relationship because you're going to have more positive resources inside of you to invest. When you think about how how, uh, successful is an individual in relationships when they're seriously depressed, they can be perceived as that person doesn't like me. When in fact, they really are depressed. They just don't like themselves. Right. Okay. Forgiveness impacts and helps. Now, you're going to have to unpack this term for me because I've never heard it said this way. Toxic anger. Well, this is full-blown anger, Scott. When we talk about toxic anger, anger that can be destructive, hurting people, breaking things. Punching holes in walls and radio stations? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Now I understand. Uh, okay. I thought this was part of the design in here, Scott. <laughs> no, we, there are a reason why you find when you go to radio stations, there are soft things on the walls for a reason. Uh, yeah. we, have, we have foam padded walls in here, Scott. I'm beginning to understand why. <laughs> oh, that's good. But we have seen, we so we have seen, you know, obviously examples of toxic anger in some things in our world in the last few months. Right. Uh, with some incidents that have happened across our country. And uh, so sure. forgiveness will impact that because as we're feeling better about ourselves and our relationships are stronger, we're better equipped to handle right. anger so it doesn't get to that level. And toxic anger also in research can create illness because it impacts our immune system. And whenever our immune system is compromised, we could catch any and everything. In terms of illness, because our immune system's not there fighting it. And that's just a reverse snowball of what we were talking about earlier. This is a bad snowball. Right, exactly, yeah. okay. definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, so people who tend to ruminate, what are you sticking me in the ground throwing fertilizer <laughs> over me? People who tend to ruminate tend to struggle with forgiveness, and more flexible people do better with forgiveness. Yeah, so when you ruminate, some might call it obsessing, you go over it and over it in your mind. You go over it and over it. You dwell on it. There's a good okay. word. And you're going to pay a price for that. You're going to work up more anxiety. You're going to struggle to forgive because you can't get out of your mind what they did. And that's where if we can change what we think, we can change what we feel, which will give us a higher probability of being able to forgive. So what if your mind went to what Jesus said on the cross? I knew at some point we had to get to this. Yeah. You know, we can talk about the clinical picture of the of everything, but ultimately we've got to look at, at what does Scripture tell us? What, is, what does the Bible tell us about forgiving? And so as Jesus forgave, we also are called to forgive. Was it uh, in Matthew maybe seven times 70? I think that was Matthew. That, that was you know, when Jesus was asked, how many times should I forgive my neighbor? Yeah. Seven times, and Jesus said, no, 70 times seven. In one day, some people would probably say. 490 <laughs> times? I mean, who's keeping track like that? <laughs> <laughs> that whole idea of people who ruminate 
struggle because they can't get it out of their mind. But let me go back and say again, if you can change what you're thinking, well, why don't we focus on what Scripture says about forgiveness? Jesus is ultimately our example. And what I hear sometimes with that is, well, Tom, yeah, he was Jesus. We aren't. Oh, yeah? He indwells in us. And when we rely on our own strength, it's very difficult to forgive. But when we look to his word and we ask him for strength and we trust him to help forgive, not figuring it out on our own, but you've called me to it. Okay, Jesus, you've called me to forgive. Now please help me forgive. Through the power of your Holy Spirit in me, help me extend forgiveness. All kinds of good things can happen from that. All right, so forgiveness, it's still, it's a tough topic because all these situations that we all have experienced are different. And there are things where you're dealing with, with child abuse or physical or mental abuse is a totally different forgiveness from you yelled at me at work the other day. Right. You know, that's a totally different kettle of fish. And we're not trying to belittle your what you have experienced as you're listening today. You know, and we certainly can't sit here and say that we understand all of it. Right. But we do know that, that Jesus said to forgive our you know, our passage for today out of Ephesians chapter four to forgive each other just as Christ in God forgave you. Right. You know, we have that ultimate example. Someone is is struggling today with forgiveness, Tom. What what's like one final word you might be able to give them? A final word is not on our strength. We don't want to rely on our strength. We want to trust Jesus. We want to ask him for his help. God's will in our lives never ceases to have his provision. So if his will is that we forgive, his provision will be there also to help us forgive. And that is certainly something he wants us to do. Yes. Because we're, we're told in his word to do it. Now, that said, I know that there are going to be situations that, that maybe some have dealt with that they've tried. Right. And that forgiveness just hasn't come. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe there's somebody that needs to be forgiven and you've got, you know, we haven't even covered the flip side of it, of somebody that has wronged somebody and they know it and they need their forgiveness. Um, there's a whole nother side to that. Sitting down with a, with a Christian counselor can be, you know, a start of a process that can lead to that. How can they get with you to start a conversation? Well, I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. And remember, if you came in in the middle and you'd like to hear more about our conversation about forgiveness, I'll have our notes from the show today on our podcast network at risefmohio.com. Thanks for joining us today.